looking at me. This is her first time seeing me in my full get up tonight. Here we go. Drinks up, real quick. Drinks up. I always have an anxiety. I said, my grandmother is going to look at me and say, Justin, what a gay hell. Do that, buddy? I just want to say cheers to life. Cheers to loving life. Cheers to my granny. Thank you for being my We're both inspired by Stevie Nicks. We have a little bit of Gone with the Wind, hippie in us. She is a true Southern belle. Let me give my granny a uh, thank you. Very she could walk with a book on her head and balance that mother. Okay, great. This song is dedicated to you now, okay? So there were plenty of clips to choose from from Alyssa Edwards' uh, Netflix series Dancing Queen, as I sometimes call Prancing Queen, because well, why not? Why not? Why not? That's uh, what we do here at All Right, Mary. That's right. Yeah. Uh, get things wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, this, this clip of the week, I think you came up with just the idea that it's his grandmother. Um, speaking of drag mothers, and, and he's with Laganja, and we see Shangela, and um, we also have the grandmother. Mother. Right. Um, and it's a it's a very sweet moment. It's a very sweet toast. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. I think um I think there's so much in the context that like not only on paper, but like in reality, even now, but certainly a few years ago, uh, where like, okay, you're saying there's this drag queen in Mesquite, Texas, who's out there performing, and there's his grandmother, and you're like, okay, well, this equation is not gonna end well. And the fact that it's so positive and so wholesome and so um optimistic and hopeful uh, even in the because this isn't just like oh in this liberal enclave right me and my grandmother you know it's like no where this shouldn't work you know by all theory um or what we know what we think we know what we think we know uh and it completely defies that in a way that feels real this doesn't feel put on to like say well guess what mimi yeah we did accept him like right. it, it doesn't feel like a trick it feels like no this is how it's been yeah um and i think that's just like it's a new story you know i mean we were just talking before we started and i, I just saw a torch song last night and um which is of course the new version of torch song trilogy on broadway by harvey um, firestein by, by harvey firestein uh not harvey weinstein not harvey weinstein that torch has been uh yes um that sack of shit, I should say. Sorry. Um, when I say torch. And so... Um, burning dog poop. Yeah, yeah. That bag of dog shit that's burning on someone's porch. Uh, but uh, what I what didn't... What I didn't love about it, other than a few other things, was that the story just didn't feel as relevant now as it did then. Like the, the trials and tribulations of a gay man getting... You know, finding love and getting acceptance from his mother and all these things. Like, yeah, they're... They're somewhat relevant, but it it doesn't feel as pressing the same way the boys in the band still does. I see what you mean. You know, like it's not about when it was written. It just didn't feel as it just felt like a story I've I've heard and we and we've traversed so many times. Sure, I, I felt the same way about like uh, and sorry, Marys. I know this this might upset some people. Unpopular opinion, but I felt the same about like Love Simon. It's oh, like yeah. it's like okay. Right? I've heard I've heard some people hate that movie. Okay. And some people love that movie. Right, right. Yeah. And and uh the people that I think love it are rom com lovers and, and see that and it's an important movie to see because mm -hmm. it's a coming of age film and it's gay and 
it's just all very kind of simply put. But <clears throat> at the same time, it's it's a story that has been told and we've kind of been through. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but with Torch Song, I I, I did not see it, so mm-hmm. I, I can't speak to that. But in terms of Alyssa Edwards, this is a change of story. We're changing the narrative, right? And they're not afraid in Fat Marys. By the way, thanks for the shout out. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Working on it. Fat, fat, <laughs> pretty hot and tasty. Um. um so, uh, but but at the same time, like you know. It's not Fat Mary's and the patrons kind of being afraid to be in there and mm-hmm. scared to be in there. And, oh, we're all protecting each other here because who knows what's going to happen when we step out of here and go by the gun shop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's certainly acknowledgement of that. Like there's that one point where they I think they go to like his old house or his mother's old house. Yeah, But that wasn't even about him necessarily no, being. Oh, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know that it I was agreeing with you and going going. Yeah. With it. Yeah. yeah that it, it wasn't about him being gay. It was but it was just kind of like. I think it was in a way that, like, we've talked about this, like, gay men, we develop that self-protective programming. Sure. Whereas, like, okay, if I were in that situation, I'd be like, okay, let's tone it down. Let's just, you know, tread lightly. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's he's also dressed impeccably in a neon blue, like, well, expensive car. Yeah. That's, it's They stick out, and mm-hmm. it would have been weird had that person showed up at your house, and there's a... There's a gun shop down the street, right? Oh, like yeah. that's what they were saying that they're kind of in a rough neighborhood. Yeah, what I liked about that was yeah, it wasn't about being gay. It was like, no, we just have like this really expensive car. We look like money. Yeah. And we are a target for people who maybe need that money. Right. And I kind of feel like as much as I'm not trying to celebrate people's poverty, like, look at this queen thriving. And yes. like how many times the the queer is the tragic figure. And throughout Dancing Queen, and understandably, they wouldn't portray him as a as a tragic figure but we just see justin slash Alyssa thrive and thrive and thrive um and i just like that's what i love the most about this was he was never the butt of the joke unless he was making it sure um it was never about being gay was never like this i don't know i mean exactly laganja and him were parading around dancing in that wig shop yeah and it was this sweet moment in the middle of wherever he went on a date at this random taco not taco truck that was with his sister but at this random like barbecue place with j jc jc sweet little jc sweet little jc (laughs) it was just like oh once he started tapping the tray i was like oh no Oh no, this is not gonna go well. Yeah. If Alyssa can't if Justin can't make this work, <laughs> nobody exactly. can. Yeah. Yeah, basically he's like, So how is it? I'm right. like, girl, it's terrible. Yeah, he's like, it's a little dry. And it's like <laughs> and then Lajon Lagancha, kinda like your vagina and your date. <laughs> uh, oh. Uh, but so so but yeah, so all of the kind of we see all these mundane moments with these this fantastic figure. Yeah. And we're used to seeing that fantastic figure have to fight and have to get out of the mundane. But he's already gotten out of it. He's he's talking. He's almost looking back. And yeah. why I think it's so special that it's set in Mesquite is that, for the most part, is that he's we're able to, through Justin's eyes, um, all of those kind of scenes about Justin and his family and friends – it's very reflective. Mm-hmm. And then the dance mom's part is all about the present and kind of what's happening at the dance studio. And so we have this chance to be in the present, but then in certain parts of the show, get to look back. Mm-hmm. And when we look back, it makes sense of the present and makes the present like 
oh my okay great yeah it's like oh it's built on all of this yeah i mean i think for justin i think one of the and i think for the show i mean one of the big themes is just this repeated idea of like where did you come from where did you come from like even what he teaches his students is like you have to like you have to build on you know you have to build on your experiences you have to like always remember where you came from you have to always be humble and also be willing to grow and like i think all of that can sound like rhetoric or it can all just sound like tv friendly kind of like bumper sticker but i think with eight episodes of this plus everything we've seen on drag race and drag race drag race adjacent content i'm like yeah this isn't an act this is literally how justin is all of the time yeah i mean what i love so much about justin and i love that i can call him justin yeah, now instead yeah, of Alyssa, yeah is that he would have been this successful and this fabulous with or without drag race yep oh absolutely and i think yeah. that's what this show kind of is trying to tell us mm -hmm. these executive producers one of them being rupaul yeah that even without drag race he didn't even win yeah but without drag race he still would have been this fabulous and this inspirational and this successful mm -hmm. and the other part part about all of that success that I think is a beautiful model. Justin didn't move to LA. He didn't move to New York City. Yeah. He stayed right in Mesquite and is giving back to his community yeah. and, and raising the bar for his own community. Basically, mm -hmm. taking his story and his success traveling the world and coming right back to it and being like, you can do this too. Yeah. You just have to be this insane about it right and i think that's that says a lot that he's had all of this success and then can bring all of those receipts back home and support that community where there's that sense and i'm not knocking anybody because we live in new york so i'm not knocking people for sure. going to like larger places but you think like all the queens who who are kind of staying within weho you know what i mean or staying within the west village or hell's kitchen yeah. who stay in their their neighborhood bubbles right right boys town boys town whatever it's like but are you more Andersonville? Now? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, it's like how, what more effect you could have by like spreading this to other communities where it's like tell a new story in those communities because Boys Town, Andersonville, Hell's Kitchen, we, we got Queens, we got Queens all day and all night. Well, we have Brooklyn too, Mary, and we have, yeah, well, I don't want to let people know because I don't need them coming here and raising my rent any more than it already is, you know. Um, but you know what I mean? It's like, I think. It's not to say, oh, if you're not welcome as a new queen in these cities, who the fuck am I to say that? It's just you can be a queen in so many other places, and yeah. you might even have a bigger impact is what I'm trying to say. Right. You know? Right. And, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, granted, I don't experience this, so I don't know if what I'm about to say is true. But what I feel like the thesis of the show is saying is that if you build up enough confidence and sureness in what you want and who you want to be – that almost builds an armor around you and people aren't going to touch you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what we see in Dancing Queen is like Justin is so unabashed about who he is at every moment where it's like at a certain point, you even even the parts of us that like we go back to the first time we saw Alyssa and that feeling of like, oh, my God, look at this fool, you know, and like that feeling of like, who, what is this crazy you know ostrich going on about and which really is basically what she is you know um this fabulous ostrich and so after a while you become used to it and then you realize oh this is just who you are yeah and i think there's something very i don't not seductive but there's just something very charming and magnetic about someone who is like unabashedly themselves right just refuses to not be right you know and, well, or, or can't not be you know what i mean and, and i don't know if you clock the it gets better reference i think in the first episode yes. but he says it gets better when you know who you are and you go after what you want 
that's when it gets better. Mm -hmm. Which I thought was an interesting kind of take on that. Mm -hmm. And then you think about Justin and, and what he's become and why he's become. And he has... I think he said in the show, he's like, uh, if I didn't have the dance teachers and the dance, I could have fallen into what my sisters fell into. Yeah, yeah. And so you think about finding where you are in your tribe and who you're supposed to be and what you want. Mm -hmm. That protected him when he was growing up. Mm -hmm. That's why he was strong. And he he verbalized, he did, he verbalizes that at dinner with his sister. He's like, I was strong enough. Yeah. You guys weren't, I was. And it's because he had all that. Because he had something to put his energy into. He had something to pull him away from just, you know, sinking into grief. Right. Clearly they've all had a lot of pain. Yeah. And I thought that dinner was so interesting. I love that conversation of like, we all handled this in different ways. We all ran in different ways. We all numbed in different ways. We all turned to different, you know, uh, you know, vices to kind of like ease our pain. And I think for Justin, it was like, he just turned to dance and there's, you know, there's so many, um, you know, people who, you know, have dealt with substance abuse issues, former addicts who have taken all of that energy they put into using into some new skill. Right. Like they, they're an expert knitter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or a wood carver. Yeah. And that's like, I'm just going to put all of the focus into that, not as a distraction, but just because it's like, what do you do with all that energy? Yeah. Like, what do you do with all of that stuff that's just swirling around in you? A lot of people, it's like, well... I just get really drunk. Yeah. You know? Well, not to go off on too much of a tangent, but the latest Alanis Morissette podcast is with Karen Koenig, mm-hmm. um, and she is an expert on um, emotional eating. Oh. And I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's written many, many amazing books. Um, and so anyway, so one of the things she says is that, because uh, she talks about her own journey, and um, instead of opening the refrigerator to find joy... Yeah, she closes the refrigerator and and forces her, or she had to force herself to find joy somewhere else. Yeah, and to yeah. sit and find joy doing something else instead of this addiction mm-hmm. that she learned was going to help her cope. Right. So, and, and it's the same with Justin's dance. He he found dance instead yeah. of heroin, mm-hmm. instead of alcohol. Yeah, yeah. It's like I will just go, you know focus and and create a sense of discipline and a sense of order and a sense of purpose. I think that's the other big one is like doing something like this. There's purpose. There's no purpose in addiction except to just refeed. Like there's no future in your addiction. I think there's so many people present company included where it's just like, Oh yeah, no, I'm going to cut down. Like I'm, you know, I'm going to like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. And it's just like, no, there's no, I'm going to, there's no future in this. It's only the present. And like, pausing yourself in the present right you know what i mean it's like you don't go any you don't go further it it has to happen now Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. and and nothing else in the future matters i I just went to on tuesday i went to marianne williamson um she was very fired up about the election and Mm -hmm. getting people to vote it was a different side of her she's been very very political certainly since trump but yeah she's Um, always had a political edge and i I think she said she said something which was great. She's like, "There's not, it's 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 a disservice to say I'll do it when I'm perfect. Mm-hmm. You have to do it now. You can't do it. You can't wait until th- everything is perfect for you to do something, mm-hmm. or for you to get better, or for you to eat right, or for oh I'm gonna I'm gonna shop for clothes when I'm. It's like no no no. 
get new clothes now. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's no you're there's no there. There's right. no that you're you're never there's no perfect. What does that even mean? That's just like a procrastination tool. Yeah. That's just like, oh, I'm gonna set this goal that no one can ever reach, and that way I never have to get my shit together. Right. Because that scares the shit out of sure. me. Sure. And and no shade against goal setting. I mean, goal setting is great. Mm-hmm. But also live now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's all you got. Yeah. Um, and I think Justin is an interesting example of that because there's obviously all these large goals, but then there is what you, what do you do today in this rehearsal, in this yep. moment? How do you approach this conflict? How do you approach this disappointment? I right. think to tie oh, to the God. addictions, how, how do you handle like these, these girls who don't make the teams, right. you know, it's like, this is great. This is a learning moment. This is going to happen a lot. Yeah. So you should be grateful for this because you're developing a way to cope with it. Right. I mean, that's like. That reminds me, I think that came up in Dragula. I think the Belay brothers talked about like, you're going to have to work with a lot of people that you don't like. So you're going to need to learn how to do that. Like this is training ground. Yeah. And so it's cool to see like, that is a really smart message of like, make peace with imperfection. Sure. Because that's pretty much the norm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, Mary, uh, let's just take a little pause because I think we're having a great discussion. I don't think we need to necessarily change trajectories, but we should let our Marys know 17 minutes in, what they're listening to. Sure, sure. And so that, of course, means that they are listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary, which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little beady beady TV show. And I'm Johnny. And I am Colin. And to pause, I know that we had said, oh, we're starting season seven next week. We said that last week. We said, wait a minute. There's been a lot of demand for Dancing Queen. If we start season seven now... We're never going to get yeah, to it. Yeah, we're going to be, be like Dracula season two. Yeah, yeah. we're going to be shuffling off to Buffalo in February <laughs> trying to get to Alyssa. And so uh, we wanted to just take a little nice pause. Nice dance term, Mary. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> you know, just smoking a little pot of beret and thought of it. Oh, my and so- God. <laughs> <laughs> and so. Um- Plie. <laughs> you know, you can take second position and fuck yourself. <laughs> and so. <laughs> uh, and so we just wanted to kind of answered the many requests to talk about Dancing Queen and talk about Dancing Queen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Prancing Queen. If you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Justin has this dance studio called Beyond Belief yeah. Dance Company. Uh, I love it when they try to say BBDC. I understand. BBDC. It's yeah, easier to sure. say than Beyond Belief Dance Company. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I could not believe it. Yeah. I, I I mean I like BB instead. Sure. And and DC's fun. You know. Oh, DC. Yeah, sure. BB in DC. Um so yeah, oh, BB BB's a harbinet. Yeah, maybe maybe that's maybe that's what this is. That's all it was. That's all it was. It was just He saw season one. And you thought, Oh, I bet she's been to the Capitol. I bet she's performed near the Pentagon. Uh, anyway, so there's a whole little cast of characters that I, I I don't know if we want to just kind of discuss kind of briefly before we kind of jump into some of the big themes. Yeah. I don't know if we're gonna break down episode by episode. Oh. But there's kind of big things we can just kind of mm-hmm. like follow the conversation. Yeah. Um, the first one I, I want to talk about is Dawn. Dawn. Dawn is who you would play. I don't I know. But <laughs> I, I let me just I don't. I still can't believe she messed up that track. Yeah. I just. She triple checked it. Triple checked it. My ass Dawn. Yeah. It's I, all Justin's fault. Justin should have triple checked. I mean, he says if you want something done right, you, you do it yourself. Do exactly. And that's what I would have done. Leave it to Dawn. Dawn. More like dusk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Dawn. Yeah. Snooze. <laughs> <laughs> Dawn, uh, isn't that a soap? Yeah. <laughs> Clean it up, Dawn. <laughs> Clean up your act. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
sorry. Um, yeah. So yeah, so uh, so yeah, Dawn is there. She's kind of the manager. Yeah. Um, and she, I know her niece tried to get on the show. She was the one with bipolar two oh, disorder. Yes, Josie, I, I think her name was. I kind of remember that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so she's very sweet. She clearly loves Justin, mm-hmm. um, and they have some sort of relationship. Um, the other, the other one was there's another there's a boy dance teacher who we don't really see. We mm-hmm. just see them kind of practicing once, and then the other little pumpkin is Marcella. Oh, Marcella. Yes. Yeah, she's a. Uh... Yeah, she, she, I, I, she had, I guess, yeah, she had to quit like three episodes in because she had PTSD from the dance moms at her last studio. Right. And so she's just been terrorized by this character of the Texas dance mom. Yes. And I mean, from what I saw in the show, granted, like they're only showing some things. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. To like further proof. But first of all, I mean, she was defensive every single time she interacted with those parents to the point where she started yelling and saying things like, uh, like the thing that was craziest to me that made me cringe was like, I had an award winning dance studio. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Honey, go back on the plane, go back to school. Yeah. And and fix your hair, fix fix your your mug. Right. I mean, she, she seems really sweet and I'm sure she's a very talented choreographer and all of that. Um, and I and I am happy that she was hired back at the end of the season. Oh, um, I didn't watch uh, you missed that episode. part. That's right. Yeah. So, spoiler alert. That's fine. Um, yeah. yeah, she. Maybe I shouldn't say this for our Marys. Uh oh. Sorry, Marys. Oh well. Oh. Whoops. Whoops. What? <laughs> Way to go. Um. um. So anyway, it's a small spoiler. I won't yeah. give out any others. But mm-hmm. um. So Marcella, um, she, it, as a teacher, I will say this: when you are teaching high schoolers. You have a very different voice, a different way of giving feedback, and a different way of giving instruction than you do to seven-year-olds. Well, yeah. I mean... And the way that she was talking to the seven-year-olds by um, basically shaming them for not going to L.A. and using that as the carrot right. is a negative reinforcement. It doesn't make them feel good. And she wasn't like joking around or smiling mm-hmm. or being warm or making dance fun. At, at that age, when you're trying to get kids to commit to success and to higher goals, you need to create small benchmarks, right? So like five minutes go by, they need to feel success in those five minutes. Yeah. And then you could do seven minutes and then 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And the longer they go while feeling success, then it can be like, all right, we have a big task today, and after an hour, you're going to feel success. Yeah, yeah. But they have to feel success. Otherwise, they're not going to – it's not fun. It doesn't feel good mm-hmm. at that age, cognitively. Yeah, and, and that all makes sense. And I think that – certainly, we can dive into it in a little bit, but one of the themes I wanted to talk about – because I don't, I don't watch Dance Moms. Like, this is kind of the first I've seen of this Dance Mom kind of situation. Okay. Um, and so – Watching this, there—I mean, there's that feeling that it's similar to you know child beauty pageants, where you're like, I appreciate, and I think this is similar and different. I appreciate the opportunity for discipline and the opportunity for commitment and the opportunity for like setting a goal and all that. I appreciate what this creates by having that. To me, I feel like it—the it, slope is so slippery that it's almost hopeless. That like, if you want to do anything more than have fun with this. It's, it's, there's a, there's, to me, there's something detrimental about it. Yeah, you there know? can be. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it all depends on 
how the language that the parents give the kids to talk about mm-hmm. it. The one that I found to be the most problematic was uh, Ainsley's mom, Kelly. Oh, she's the worst. Um, to and qu- Ainsley is the worst. <laughs> she's the most child actor, precocious. I know. Well, I don't know. It's like, you're but, seven. But I, 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 I feel for her because I know that all of that comes from her mother. She gives her the language and the speech uh, and the patterns. Um, but to quote Ke- Kelly, winning. It's all about winning. Second place it means you lost. That's the little girl. Or no, no, no that's, that's the mother. Sorry, yes, that's the mother. Yeah, it's the mother. Yeah. So, like, granted, like, I, I, I get it, but like, she's seven. Yeah. What are you instilling in her? Mm-hmm. There and Justin kind of goes into this. He's like, you aren't going to win all the time. What do you do then? Mm-hmm. That's when you grow. You don't grow by winning every yeah. single time. So, and you know, is I, I think one of our Twitter followers pointed out that um, all of Ainsley's trophies are in Ainsley's mom's room, and yeah. it keeps her dad up because it shines so bright, which I thought was really sweet. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm gonna give it all the benefit of the doubt. I mean, like I know that any like medal I got or award I got, I gave to my mom because mm-hmm. it was just like sweet and fun. Um, and yeah, she probably has all these like dollies, you know, in her room. She's got no room for the trophies. She got so many. I guess. I mean, I think that just felt so emblematic of how this is so often for the parents, not the kids. Oh, sure. You know, and sure. I'm sure. And and just to kind of qualify, and there's always the necessary qualifier that I bet there's so many people who've gone into dance and feel they've had a very healthy experience with it. Completely. And had great coaches. Especially these competitions. These yeah. competitions. I mean, we have to remember this about shows like Dance Mom, Toddlers and Tiaras, and now I guess uh, Dancing Queens, that we're seeing on TV the worst. Yeah, of course. Because like they're not going to show the healthy ones. No, it's they're not. not. <laughs> it's not interesting. No, I know. but I. Although I, we do see some healthy ones in mm-hmm. the show. But I also think this is also fairly realistic. I think we we are seeing it highlighted here, but it is not like it's produced. It's, 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 is, it's like saying soccer moms yeah. or, or soccer dads. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing. Yeah, and, and stage parents, yes. all of that. It's I all mean, real. It's, it's not about dance specifically. It's just this theme of like, parents who are pushing their kids into something past a certain point and i and i i totally respect people who start a craft at a young age and there's a certain level of discipline that's necessary and there's a it, it can really teach you how to commit to something i just think like it has to bring them joy. It has, and I just think it so often like, it does it. It seems like Ainsley is a really, really happy kid and, and happy doing this. Mm-hmm. I don't want. Her, I I worry what's going to happen when she does lose, or mm-hmm. when she can't do it anymore, or when she finds something else that she likes. Mm-hmm. I would hope that Kelly would be like, "Oh, n- no more dance. Okay, well, I'm glad that you learned that much discipline, and I'm glad mm-hmm. that you know you felt success as a kid. Like, you know all of that. Yeah, I just feel like there's no room for those liabilities, and it's all framed in this idea of like you've got to commit. Like if you care about this, then you're going to show up, and like there's this just like being a good American kind of bullshit. I see what you you know, mean. there's this idea that like it's kind of like it's in line with like pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, which is a profound myth. Pulling your pulling yourself up by your right, bootstraps is not literally possible um and so but it's that concept of like the the pressure i'm putting on you is is good i felt like uh i i don't think that i saw the pressure in many of the other moms i saw it in kelly Mm -hmm. um to the point where maybe ainsley has felt it before but 
an, or instilled into Ainsley to put it in herself. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Angie, I want to move the conversation to Angie. Which one Angie is, she? is Kiana and Leah's mom. Oh, Angie. She's, she's the, the loud m- one. She's the one that... One uh, of the main moms, yeah. yes. Uh-huh. So she, she, does, she does this dance mom thing to show her love for her kids, mm-hmm. which I think is a really healthy way to enter the conversation of being like, I am in full support because mm-hmm. I love them so much. If they didn't want to do this, I wouldn't push them. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't you know, do that. It seemed to me like throughout the show, in a couple of cases, maybe not, but whenever she was interacting with the, the girls, mm-hmm. it was um, taking their lead. Yeah. Kiana wanted to go and compete mm-hmm. yeah. without Justin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Angie's like, sure, okay, I'll take you. I'll mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. And, and in terms of Leah... Leah, please welcome to the stage, Spina Bifida. Yeah, um, yeah. A, a really beautiful story. And for her mom to be like, you know, she loves this, and tomorrow she might not be able to do it. Yeah. No, I think that Angie was obviously less problematic. And uh, n- nothing's an absolute. I don't want to get stuck. No, like, every not. dance mom's this, every right. dancer's this. It's, But, I mean, I think there's enough empirical evidence that, like, anything that you're putting your kids in that's this high, potentially high stress. Right. And, like high endurance and like high um impact in terms of like what it does to your body i just think there's so many pitfalls and someone like angie i was like oh i I appreciate that she seems to have this like awareness of like okay but these are my children and that's what's most important and the moment they don't want to do this anymore then we shouldn't be doing this right you know and i would say the same about willow's mom um i can't remember her name but willow's mom was also like just kind of in awe of her daughter. Yeah, she's pretty chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's it, it's just such an interesting culture. It's not something I came up with in any in, came up in any way. You and, know, and and to be honest with you, it was probably the the least interesting for me part yeah. of the show. I mean, yeah. I like seeing them all dance. I like seeing them all kind of. Um, because Justin says, like, these are, you know, these are my protégés. These are these are products of me, in the sense that we don't get to see actually that he has been teaching Kiana for nine years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't get to see, we've only, see, we only see him teaching a class like once or choreographing like once or twice right. throughout the whole season because the rest is all his personal life. Yeah. But it's understood that at least for the last nine, 10 years, Justin has been building this dance company and building relationships with these moms and these kids and being fucking fabulous role model for them, mm-hmm. um, which I think is 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 really beautiful. And I'm actually kind of sad that we don't get to see it. It would have been great for just like three minutes to see him just working. Yeah. Um, yeah. We do kind of see it when he takes over for Marcella. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a really, big difference. It's a huge, it's just so much more positive. Yeah. He's like, Oh, look at that. That looks great. Look what she's doing. Right. Like it's just, and do this now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot lighter and a lot more rewarding. Right. Yeah. But like, so you, you kind of, of understand, and you kind of want to like, you know, yes, yes. I want to do what you're telling me. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And, and we kind of see, Oh, this is why he's so magnetic, mm-hmm. right? In, in the classroom, right? Um, and you know, the I think the moms even talk later, like about they're like, yeah, we we want our kids to go to the best, and Justin's the best, and mm-hmm. he also happens to be a drag queen, you know, and that's right. fabulous, and right. they, and it just it's a it's a nuance, yeah, quote yeah, unquote. yeah, certainly. Um, yeah. Take a drink, yeah. um, yeah, and so when it comes to the 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 dance mom part of the show you can we could talk a whole other podcast totally about competition and what that does for kids the goods and the bad mm-hmm. um how it echoes capitalism how it's important to um set a high standard right mm-hmm. and that there is a high standard to be met so that you grow and i think that's what this show 
takes on mm-hmm. and why dance moms this dance mom aspect of the show is important because Justin um, he has such high standards because he knows that that's how he pulled himself up. Mm-hmm. That's how he broke, quote unquote, broke the chain, broke the cycle. Yeah. Because he had to set higher standards. And so that goes into the discussion that I think we started earlier when the kids don't make the cut. Yeah. And they don't make the team. It's like, well, what do you do now? Do you get angry or do you say, all right, well, we'll try again next time? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and what's interesting in that moment is how often the reactions are cued by the parents. Right. It's the mother saying, right. like, well, you know, you're a better dancer than her. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And it's that whole thing of like with with not necessarily babies, but like very young kids. There's that thing of like they might fall down and then they look at their mother to see how she reacts to determine if they should start crying. Oh, right. And I think that was happening often where it was like the mothers were kind of feeding their emotions into their kids. And I think that felt like, Oh, that's, this is, that's what all of this is. Ugh. Like these are not your children. These are kind of these vessels for your goals or for your own dreams. Oh, completely. It, he, he takes the idea of goals. Um, and, and if you don't get there, he's like, you, you just have to, you just have to say, okay, next time. Yeah. Because um, that's going to happen yeah, often. That's yeah, life. Yeah. That is life. Um, I think that's also, a, uh, I don't know, in a way, um, a reason for him to fire Marcella. Mm-hmm. Right? He's just like, you know, she's not in a place right now to be teaching. Yeah. And I think that's a that's a fair point. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk about, let, let's let's move away from the dance moms. Let's, well, let's... can we talk quickly about my spirit animal who didn't make the team? Oh, Francis Conroy. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Athena. Can... Athena. Yeah. Oh my God. She, I mean, she's very, um, also Diane Keaton in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was kind of bummed that she didn't make it. She was, a. Uh... I mean, she had zero technique. Yeah. But she had like, there was something there. I mean, exactly. So, you know, I want to start the hashtag bring back Athena or yeah. justice for Athena. Justice for Athena. Um, yeah. She's her to quote her. You got to focus to get the pocus. <laughs> I say that in college all the time. <laughs> like where is her show? <laughs> yeah. Like, right. The way she was dancing. I mean, it was not the same type of dancing. This yeah. was like out of left field. This little mm-hmm. girl came in. And I love that because I will say, you know, the, 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 obviously all the choreography is very amazing, and um, I can barely choreograph, choreog- choreograph. I can barely say choreography or choreograph. I think that tells you how well I do in a dance situation. Um, you know, it's a miracle I get my pants on. And so I think that being said, sometimes some of the choreography, it's similar to like drag race, like live reunions, those dance, those like frenetic dancers before the commercial break. Right. <laughs> sometimes that style, and I see it in Justin's dancing and, and, and his students, it's, it's just a very specific style that feels sometimes, and I, what do I know about dance? But sometimes it almost feels like it, it, it's like hitting hard edges instead of being like, like smooth turns like it just feels like there's so much jerkiness and I don't mean that from like oh it technically doesn't look right it just feels so intentional in a way that doesn't it doesn't let me kind of interpret you know what I'm saying like I get what you're she's saying. like look I'm doing grief here look I'm doing surprise it's like okay okay why don't you just do it and I'll read that and sometimes some of the it just feels a little like it's just like 
if you dialed that back to an eight, it would be so much better. But like this kind of feels like this just feels like bath salts, you know, dance company. That's kind of what I'm kind of getting BSDC, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely see your point. Um, I also see that uh, high energy, high energy. Because yeah. if it was dialed to an eight, you'd be like, oh, that doesn't look right. Well, it's like, I think it's, it, the energy can be there. I think it's just kind of like, there. there's just this thing about it. There's just this thing about that type of dance that, I feel the same way. Okay, just to bring it to something I maybe have like a little more of a wheelhouse in. It feels the same way to me, the same way spoken word does when someone goes, and then I went to the beach, you know, and it's that whole thing. So that, just feel, that style I just find so. So one of my hidden talents that one day I'll showcase, um, I can do an impression of spoken word and slam poetry uh, with any text, mm-hmm. um, give me the back of a milk carton. Give me, you know, the ingredients on the back of rice. Jennifer missing since <laughs> March of 1997. Have you seen her? So, I mean, I'd give that a C. Um, <laughs> oh, all right, Mary. I didn't know we were judging here, <laughs> honey. We're always. Oh, judging. I didn't. I didn't realize we had an Court expert in the in house. Session. Oh, okay. Um, well, it is one of my hidden talents. I, yeah. I do love doing it, and one day I will, and I'll see if I, uh, you know, no, one day I will. It'll be part of my my act where I also do the whole scene of Catwoman's transformation in Batman Returns. Um, well, I'll be filing my <laughs> nails and waiting, and maybe I'll give you a C. <laughs> She thinks she's on a throne right now Girl don't be so sensitive Oh please (laughs) Oh my god Pot or kettle Mary Pot or kettle Uh, I don't know I don't do pot anymore Yeah (laughs) You just don't remember You stoner She's fucking baked An apple pie on a microphone Across from me Yeah Um, Yeah so anyway Um uh, what were we just talking about? Oh, Athena. Athena, yeah. Um, so I appreciate oh, oh, Athena the dancing, being a little the twink different. Dancing. Yes, I appreciate yes, her yes. being a little different because some after a while, like, you'd see all these different routines. Well, Ainsley, I it was very hard for me to watch Ainsley dance because it was it was so aggressive oh. and so um, smiley. Yeah. See, I, like that's just it, it's too like child beauty pageant. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you saw the episode of her in the Barbie doll box yet. No, and sometimes I would like look at my phone. So, oh, well, like, no, this was like a whole thing. They built the box. Oh no, I did not. She see hit this. her foot on the box. Oh, just wait, Mary. Oh, I think that's like the next episode. Okay. that I haven't watched yet. All right. yeah. or I skipped that one or something. Yeah, don't no, just wait for that one. Yeah, um, yeah, she's in a Barbie doll box, Mary. Um, oh, well. she, you know, there is a sweetness to Ainsley uh, of her precociousness, but yeah, the other at the same time, I'd be like. All right. Can you uh, just watch, you know, uh, SpongeBob? <laughs> yeah, no. She is. She's the personification of air guitar. She, it's just so not my <laughs> thing. Um, um, all right. Let's. I let's talk about these. I want to talk about these sisters. I want to talk about Justin's oh, family. Please, I'm just yes. kind of like tired of the dance moms. For sure. Like for they're sure. so. Um, they're an interesting sort of set piece, but I feel like the heart and the meat of Dancing Queen is. Justin's story is yes. Justin's family, yes. Justin's mother. Right. I think that, I mean, obviously she's not in it because she's passed away, but like she's such a present figure. And I think Alyssa Edwards is essentially Justin's mother, you know, in a lot of ways. I think right. there's something he's drawing her, you know. Um, but these sisters are fascinating. Uh, we've, of course, met Tabitha before because she was on All Stars 2. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. And it was like, oh, there's Tabitha. Oh, she had a seizure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Right? It was like, oh, this is like, because I think in All Stars 2, there was a sense of like, oh, this is Justin's sister and everything's good. And she's the one that they have. Everything's fine. And then we come to find out like, Tabitha, she's got her own shit. She's got her own problems. Um, and then I don't remember the other sisters. Tiffany? Oh, there so Tif- there's Tiffany who every single time she was on screen, I cried. Yeah, she um, was an interesting, like, she dealt with some stuff. I love God. when she said, well, hurt people hurt people. Like, she yeah. said it so casually. Yeah. Like, she called herself out. Right. And it was like, well, now I love you. Yeah. Because you can see what you did. Yeah. And you're not a, you're not she's, making excuses. She's the sister. And he, he mentioned this on Dancing Queen, but he also told this story on RuPaul's podcast. Um, What's the Tea with Michelle Visage. Oh, heard of it. Um. The story of oh Justin, are you like this or this? Mm-hmm. And he's With like, the hands, yeah. I'm both. And then it was Tiffany. He said Tiffany is the one that fought his battles mm-hmm. and stood up for him. She yeah. was the younger sister that did that. Mm-hmm. And they were. I mean, it was so beautiful when Tiffany said it. She said, um, "She's like, oh, we we were totally in love." We had a love story when we were children. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and then, yeah, and then shit fucking hit the fan. Yeah, yeah, because there was, there was Tiffany, there was Tabitha, there's Danine. Yeah, Donine. 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 And then Justin, yeah. I want, I kept wanting to think her name was Darlene, but it's Donine. Nope, Donine. Yeah, Donine. Yeah, of course, Donine. Yeah, Donine. Uh, so Donine was the one that got pregnant early. Yes. She mm-hmm. was the one that gave, uh, that had the first nephew. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was very young. That was when she was 17. And then uh, Tiffany also had kids mm-hmm. uh, and was uh, a heroin addict by 18. Um, and the reason they had a rift was because Justin um, testified against her in court. Right. And she lost, um, c- you know, custody of her, t- of her children. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it, it's interesting watching all that and, and remembering, like always remembering like our first impressions of Alyssa, like, you know, all of the back rolls and all of that stuff. And it's like, oh my God, like this is, like this is the real person under all of that right. and uh it's it's just really i just really enjoyed seeing the dynamic with the sisters and realizing how much not i don't want to say stronger but i guess in some ways stronger but how much he had to how much he pulled himself together in comparison to them there's no reason he should have thrived more than them you know what i mean it's right. like he, he he questions that he's yeah. like why did i get famous and not them mm-hmm. you know but he says that he had to seize it he saw it and he and he mm-hmm. saw it yeah and, and especially like growing up there being this really flamboyant little right. gay kid right. i mean i think so many of us do that though so mm-hmm. many queer people know that they have to get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that it's kind of when we talk about like dance or any of these other things, it creates this pressure. Um, it's this thing that creates pressure and that like drives you. Like I've always, I mean, I didn't have to, I, did, I grew up in the suburbs of New Jersey. I had nowhere to escape um, or that I needed to escape other than just kind of like, there's no one around me like me. But um, I, I know that feeling, I think that outsider feeling can be very motivating. I yeah. think that, that seeking that belonging, seeking that sense of like, or having many years of not really feeling like you fit in can be, can create so much like 
potential energy that like per, like propels you into doing something. Right. And it's easier than I think to walk away from family, which he mentions. He's like, yeah, it was just easier for me to walk away from that drama mm-hmm. because he had something so stable. Mm-hmm. When you see something stable versus something unstable, you walk towards the stability. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or at least make out sure of, you keep of, it in your life. Yeah. Out of perseverance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, I, I definitely identified with that feeling of like, I think to have so many years of just like uh, something doesn't feel right, something I I don't fit in. Maybe there's something wrong with me, and then to um, to kind of emerge out of that enough to say no, there's nothing wrong with me. It's kind of that RuPaul thing of like, you know, you're all crazy. You're all crazy. Like this is all insane. Like I don't right. I don't dance to this beat. And I think that's scary and liberating and motivating and all those things at the same time. Like I'm. I'm so glad I didn't feel comfortable and stayed and um, complacent with a, with one thing. You mm. know what I mean? I'm grateful that I never really, I never feel that way. Yeah. I'm always moving. I'm like, you know, I move every couple of years. Like I change jobs. Like there's for better or for worse, that sense of like, no, I want more. No, I want to try this. No, I want to experience that. It's your you life, know? Mary. Yeah. And I think that like. I'm it's better than looking back and going, Jesus Christ, I moved 10 steps in the last 10 years, you know? Right. So, uh, and I think that's, that's kind of what motivates Justin is like, no, I don't, I don't want to get 10 years down the line and I haven't gone anywhere. I have dreams. Yeah. And I don't want to like say, think, realize that I sat on them, right? you know, or there was a, a thing I wanted to do and I didn't do it. Whereas these sisters had instability mm-hmm. and exactly. models of heterosexual life. So they only had that to go off of, and the heterosexual life that they had a model of, divorced. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, I mean, and family abuse was referenced. It wasn't discussed, but mm-hmm. it was referenced. So you're thinking about all of that. You're thinking, you know, Tiffany went to prison. Yeah. Um, and all of these things uh, just kind of swirled into one, and you're like, okay, Justin. It is kind of Justin's role now mm-hmm. to be the stability in the family and be like, come on, come on. Yeah. We're going to have dinner and we're going to fight, but we're going to be happy that we're having dinner together. Yeah. Yeah. Like at the very least, we're all in the same room. Right. And at least we're talking. Right. Yeah. And even just the sweet, I don't know if you caught this nuance, but he's talking to Donine or maybe it was Tab. It was Tabitha. Um, and, you know, she was talking about her haircut or something. And he's like, so what is your, I forgot the husband's name, but what does your husband think about it? She's like, well, if he's happy, I'm happy. And he's like, oh, is that how it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just very simple, kind of pushing and challenging. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that didn't sound right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, let me, let's pause here. Oh, yeah. was that so? Yeah. Let's oh, let really? that linger. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like for someone in his position, and I feel like I, I have this role with my two sisters, not that there's any comparison. Mm -hmm. Um, But when they live a life that they were taught to live. Yeah. Nobody taught me how to live my life right now because I'm a gay boy Mm -hmm. and my parents had no idea what to tell me to do. Yeah. But they knew exactly and my sisters knew exactly what they were probably supposed to do to be accepted. So whenever I am talking to my sisters and I hear um, common sense, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. um, or an idea that I don't think is real, I will I will call it out and yeah. I'll challenge it just a little bit. Sometimes I challenge it and it's not received well. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> uh, that's not surprising. Yeah, um, no, and I and again, it's like I I'm so like now at this stage, you know, feeling pretty stable in my life. I'm so glad there was no model. I'm so glad I didn't have to fit into something. I'm so glad that I'm not feeling that sense of like. Um, 
uh, of stuckness, you know, and yeah. and that oh, this is just how it has to be, and there's a kind of a sense of settling into like this is just what you're supposed to do, and this is what you're supposed to have. Um, it's sort of on topic, but it's kind of um, framing a lot of things I'm thinking about re- lately. Um, I started reading that book, The Ethical Slut. Oh, I love that book. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it, it's, it's like... It's not what you think it's about. No, no, it's not. It's it's amazing. And it's like between that, the Velvet Rage, and Return to Love, I'm yep. like, okay, this is what you need. Um, these are these are the tomes, yep. you know? And some other things. You know, get some Brene Brown in there, some Eckhart Tolle. Karen you know? Koenig. Sure, get all that. You like, bring it on, you know? But reading that, it's like... it It's like validating, like, yeah, you don't have to stick to any of those models. And like, so many people fall into like the heteronormative model... And it's all about settling. It's all about, oh, like, and I know lots of married hetero folks out there. I'm sure you're very happy. But, like, there is, I and think. homophobes. Yeah. And I, but I think what the, that book is saying is, like, if the idea of a traditional monogamous relationship and all of the things we kind of see that go along with that, if that doesn't excite you, if that doesn't feel right, you don't have to do it. No. You don't, regardless of your sexuality or you your gender, do you don't it. have to. And then it's just this entire like guidebook of how to do something else. Right. In like a a kind and intelligent and emotionally informed kind of way that's like taking care of yourself and others. It's just amazing. It's just like, it's like when I read The Velvet Rage where I'm like, Oh my God, why have we not talked earlier? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I feel like that, I think about that in this situation of like, Justin can do it any way he wants to. There's never been a model. And for someone like him, thank God, because he doesn't fit any model. Right. He creates the model. Yeah. You know? Oh, and and it's a, again, it's a beautiful inspiration Mm -hmm. um, that you can find that. Um, You know, I guess it's kind of on topic, but something that Tiffany said, um, kind of in, I can insert into this conversation. She says, my failures are now my strengths Mm -hmm. in the sense that when she didn't fit into the model, the failures, she can look back at those and see them now as strength Mm -hmm. as no, it, it didn't work. And now I can fix it so that it does work. Right. Right. It's better than just banging your head against the wall for 20 years. Exactly. Trying to make something work. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, they visit the mother's grave finally. I know Laganja comes, which mm-hmm. I just thought it was a beautiful moment. So nice to see Jay slash oh, Laganja yeah. Jay, yeah. just like being himself. Being himself. It was just like, being a friend. Yeah. And like, watching him, I was just like, oh, I'm so Sweet proud of you yeah. for like hanging in there. Right. Because you had got a lot of abuse. Got a lot of abuse, a lot of negative attention, and you just kept going. And I, I admire that. And it's like, okay, you grew up. Yeah. So did I. Yeah. So who am I to judge that? You right. Know? If I had to look back at who I was acting like when I was 27. And would, on television. On television, I would die. Edited. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd be horrified. I'd be such a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> someone pick up my nail. I mean, even if they had me now being filmed on a reality television show at 33 edited, it would be a disaster. <laughs> so, like, I, I really it was so nice to see. Uh, a softer side of Jay. Well, and just that moment to have on TV to witness mm-hmm. to, I know that it was produced and whatever, but at the same time, like we were invited into that moment, mm-hmm. um, and it was really touching because yeah. he hadn't been back. Yeah, um, and he was with his sisters. Yeah, he was with both families. Yes, the House of Edwards <laughs> right. and this and and the Johnsons. Yes, you know, and I think Johnsons. that's. I think that's a really nice message throughout. I love that we're always being reminded of the House of Edwards and that that's a family too. That's his family. That's a valid family. Yeah. And for a lot of people, that's their only family. And right. I think that's 
you know, going back to that, there is no, you don't have to follow the traditional model. You don't have, if your family doesn't work for you, if your blood family doesn't work for you, then it doesn't work for you. Um, you know, sometimes you got to cut people out, you know? Um, and you I have th- to, yeah, yeah. I've it's done easier it. for us to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think then to be reminded that like, you can find those things with other people and it's just as important. You know, I love that when he buys the house, it's the house of Edwards, you right. know, like oh, I yeah. think, um, we just get to see so many different elements in Justin's life that explain the person we saw on television, maybe in like all stars too. of like, Oh, that's why you're so amazing because of this and because of this and because of this, that yeah. this is the foundation of that amazing character. Right. We- and, and it's a story that I think so many of us can see in ourselves of like, Oh, we, we, we all had fucked up places where we came from mm-hmm. and we can just be ourselves. Yeah. And I, I think that's like, one of the big things I took away was like, wow, look at him in Mesquite, Texas. Mesquite. You know, which I looked it up. I, I found some some deets on Mesquite, Texas. Deets on Mesquite? Deets on Mesquite. Um, I found some little mosquitoes, if you will. Um, so um, Mesquite is a suburb of Dallas with a population of around 145,000. Um, it is the rodeo capital of America. It's about 30 miles outside of uh, Dallas itself. Dallas. Dallas. They're... Um, their the the slogan for the town is real texas flavor and there's three periods in there. <laughs> um other famous mesquite residents include a winner from the voice a winner from america's got talent and apparently jerry hall who i thought was british but i don't know who jerry hall Mick is jagger's wife oh or one of i don't know okay uh but yes uh jerry yeah maybe she just has like a condo there i don't know but in any event um, and a bunch of other athletes. Okay. But, you know, yeah, this small town, um, 30 miles outside of Dallas, you know. Uh, a suburb of Dallas. A suburb of Dallas. Yeah. But, yeah, but, you know, once you're in Texas, it's yeah. like, I've seen it. My parents live outside of Houston. You're in the country in no yeah, time. right. Um, it's just like, that's, like, on paper, no, someone like Justin should right. not thrive long. Right, right. Why didn't he move to a city? Why would he return to that? Why would he not just go to Dallas? You right. know, it's like, I think, I think that's a new story in not rejecting mesquite and, yeah. or, and demonizing, right? Because it's like there are we're, small towns that are full of great people. We're really only going to change as a country when we start living near each other and start having, start shopping at the same grocery stores. Yeah, start having the same dance teachers. Start having those kind of moments where we see each other and we're not just saying. Oh, all of them are homophobic. Texas is really dangerous for gay people. Yeah. It's like, no, no, you just have to be a nice person. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. And, and, and be open to a dialogue. Now, granted, there are bad people. There are drunk people. Mm-hmm. There are people that will kill gay people. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they all exist. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's, and we've talked about this before is that there are still places where we go or where you don't go where you're like, okay, I need to just, I need to get out of here and I, or I need to just self-preserve. Right. And, this is not about my pride. Right. This is about, you know, self-care, you yeah. know? And I am glad that he doesn't have to do that in Mesquite. I'd love, I'd be very curious to know if there have been incidents or issues or anything. I just, you know, just to know more so how he's navigated them, you know? Yeah, that's something that hasn't really been talked about, but it seems like he only had to navigate that when his father was in his life. Yeah. Because then his twinkle to my, his twinkle toes son standing with pink paint all over oh, him. Yeah, it's a great story. Yeah, he and his mom painting the house yeah. pink. I yeah, I mean, amazing. Yeah. Um, but his mother and his grandmother mm-hmm. were all just like loved him 
unconditionally. I think his uncle is the one that took him to the dance class. There's that uncle. We we I mean yeah. There's that amazing uncle that we learned about in the What's the Tea episode. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's where we first heard about him. That he was Justin's gay uncle, right? Who introduced him to dance and was you know the one who really was. It was like his dance drag mom. You know yeah. what I mean? His dance mom. Yeah. yeah. Dance mom. And then, but his own mother. His own mother sat him down on the porch and told him he was gay. Yeah. He didn't come out to her. She told him. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. And embraced it. You right. know what I mean? Like, I think it. I'm just, it's like, oh, I'm so glad you had that. His mother seems like she was just, just a, a real, a, a real star. You there, know what I mean? You know, there are so many moms that, and I think of people like Michelle Visage, who's also a mother. There's so many moms that are, uh, crucial to the lives of gay, gay boys mm-hmm. um, and without their protection, their grizzly mom protection yeah. from their fathers. Yeah. I don't know what would have happened. I mean, I think about my mom mm-hmm. who did all she could to protect me from my father until yeah. he was okay with it, until he just kind of like grew up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, my mom did most of the the parenting and, uh, you know, and and one of those things, you know, you have as an adult is you look back and you're like, oh, like I, she she was just guessing along the way. Exactly. How the hell was she going to know? Exactly. So she's just figured it out along the way. And then, of course, my stepdad came in the scene. But like, yeah, I mean, it, it's you can see as an adult, like just how much work it is to be a mom. You know right. what I mean? Of like, oh, my God. Like just how hard it is to navigate. Like, w- like a what, gay boy. What do you do with no frame of reference yes. to navigate this now new right. permanent thing? You would go and ask other people. You'd ask your gay brother. Yeah. 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 And so I, I, you can, you can tell by the way that Justin is now that his mother and his grandmother and his uncle were integral to navigating his father. Right. Yeah. Uh, to survival. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which then of course, then you think about that video message from his father in season five. And I don't remember what he says in the video message, but just like, I don't even remember it's in it. untucked. It's one <gasps> of those video messages. Oh, and it's like one wow. of the more like genuinely emotional moments in season five. Oh wow. Yeah. I should go watch. Yeah. That. Yeah. Oh, that's really beautiful. Yeah. It's cool that we like, we can see all these other little, I don't know, things that connect to this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you can see this in Drag Race and you can see this here. Right, right. Of like getting the full picture. I mean, I, I really, I can't tell you enough how important it is, I think, to see the last episode of this season. There's a really beautiful scene um, backstage from one of Justin's shows uh, with Tiffany and Donneen. Mm. <laughs> um, and Donneen has never seen any of Justin's shows. She doesn't mm-hmm. really know what he does. Yeah. And um, there's this this beautiful, beautiful moment where they're trying on Justin's wigs. Oh, yeah. Uh, bef- waiting for Justin to come back. Mm-hmm. And then Justin catches them. And then they, they talk about their mom. It's it's really, really Oh, good. Really okay. I'll, uh, and well, that's kind of how it ends. Yeah. Um, uh, well, actually, it ends on like kind of a cliffhanger, but I won't tell anybody yeah, about that. Yeah. For, for me and all the other Marys who haven't watched it yet, yeah. we'll find out. Yeah, yeah. you will. Um, but definitely do watch that last episode. Um, and I think on that same episode, you have uh, Dance Mom really flip out and Justin flip out to her. Ooh. There's some big drama. Justin Ooh. curses. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, yeah. You something... have no idea what I do for my daughter. You have no idea. It's it's really great. Oh, it's something to look forward to. <laughs> I A reason to wake he up. He talks about the self-saboteur. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I won't talk about it now, but that is part of Justin's also, I think, some of his education and, and where he's coming from. He's like, you can't just stay a victim. 
You can't. Yeah. That is someone's, that is yourself or your oppressor sabotaging you. Mm -hmm. If you say, poor me, poor me. Sure. Poor me for three days, right? Two days. Have some ice cream. And then what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, and I see this at work. I see this in so many areas of my life of so many people, they want to be miserable. They get something out of it. If they weren't a victim, what, work. what the fuck would they be? And be like, yeah, of course, you know, it's and, and about things that are not. Yes. You know what I mean? Of like once you leave this office, none of this You're is real. You're not saving lives. Yeah. No, we're putting ads on a website. None of this matters. <laughs> like I was having this conversation with a coworker today. I was like, we just have to remember none of this is real. None of this is real. This is a game we play for 40 hours a week to pay our rent. That's, That's right. all this is. <laughs> it's not real. And so... Uh, but, but then, you know, you have people who are just like frustrated and stressed and you want to kind of like talk to them like, Oh, what's going on? Like maybe what, what can we do? They don't want to fix it. They right. want to be miserable. Like they, they, they get something out of it. And so I think like there's that side too, mm-hmm. you know, it's sad. Uh, it, it, it's sad to see. It's also, I mean, a pitfall that I fall into. I, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but there are times when, yeah, you do get into that swirl of like and then you're just attracting it oh god yes oh like you're you're Mm -hmm. walking down the street and somebody bumps into you and you're like see everybody hates me oh yeah Yeah. once i'm invisible once i've had that experience once then i'm just having it repeatedly right right and once i catch myself and slow down a step and say just get back onto the wavelength right then it all works out fine yeah yeah but sometimes I just want to be mad at New York. <laughs> sometimes I want to be mad at everyone on the train because I just want to scratch that itch. And then I get home and I feel like an idiot. Yeah. I'm like, what were you so mad about? You little bitch. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I think the, it, that's not going to stop that those things happen. It's it, the best thing you can ask for is to have that moment of like, oh, what was I so mad about? Yeah. And hope to have it sooner. You yeah. Know? And, you know, I wonder about these dance moms and even the kids. I mean, I, do they ever look back and they're like, wow, why did I have that flip out in front of my kid? Yeah. I hope so. God, I mean, it, because I think, again, like I... One of the dance moms in this episode even says like, hey, not in front of the kids. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, go practice. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... I, there's no expectation of, of whatever quote-unquote perfect parenting is. I think if I were ever to be in that situation, I would... I would lose my shit all kinds of ways or, or, you know, say things I didn't mean, but it's like, if you can catch yourself and you can make it a teaching moment or you can like own it, if you can make a mistake and own it in front of your kid, I think that's more powerful than never making a mistake. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, for sure. Um, yeah, I won't say anything else, but you'll, you'll see a lot of that Mm -hmm. happen. Um, and it's, it's really great. Um, I, I just wanted to bring, we can wrap up this conversation, just, just some highlights yeah, for me. Maybe sure. you can talk about some of your highlights yeah. that you saw. Um, Gabe, Gabe. The, the older oh. dancer. Oh, Gabe. I, I was rooting for Gabe every moment. Five hour bus ride from Oklahoma, from City. Oklahoma City. Yeah. Um, so talented. So talented. Um, and is not going to college. Um, I think one of his quotes was, uh, it was like, you know, if you don't express yourself, you're just going to go crazy. Yeah. And, and he I'm has just that like, like oh, sweetheart. I know he has that energy that young, younger people have where like, you know, like I, you, you have it even to like your early twenties where it's just like, I have to do it. I have to pr- pursue my dreams. I'll go crazy if I don't. Yeah. And then you get to be like 30, 35 and you're like, I have to, but Oh, I'm just <laughs> want to lay down and watch a movie. And so like, it's so nice to like it. it you try to kind of, 
get a scoop of that, you right, know, right. like, Oh yeah. Where you can't not pursue your dream. Right. Yeah. Some, you lose the drive, you know, it's, it's really beautiful to see his kind of story there. And, you know, I hope that, you know, something happens for him. I do too. Yeah. No, I, he was, I was really rooting for him. Um, in terms of Justin's dating life, there was a really, really great quote where he's like, yeah, my, you know, like I'm, I'm terrible at pickup lines. I'm just socially awkward. Mm-hmm. I love that. He knows that about himself. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, you know, like, did you get that shirt at Nordstrom's? I tried that on. Yeah, yeah. And that's his pickup line. Right. And I think that's like, that's so sweet, you know? Like, I think, I feel like, you know, the idea of like a pickup line, right? Of having the right pickup line. Right. To me, there's no right there's pickup no, line. There's no, no, no. Unless they're interested. And no. then every pickup line is right. It's just about, it's just about cracking that ice. Yes. And just doing it. Chemistry. If yeah. they're attracted to you. Right. Yeah. If I'm attracted to someone, I'm, I don't care what they I say. I don't really care. Like, un- unless they come up to me and they're just like, you Gross know. Gross or say yeah, something offensive. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. to do some charity work tonight. What are you up to? You right. know, it's like. I'd be like, well, not much. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> keep looking. Yeah. Um, no room at this inn. Yeah. And so uh, it's like, sorry, I've got paying customers. Yeah. And so right, I, right. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I just, yeah, I think that. Uh, I just lost what I was going to say. Oh, it was yeah. about the pickup line. Yeah, the pickup line. Sorry. Being yeah. Socially like I think what I what I find more attractive about that is not what he's saying, but just owning the awkwardness. Yeah. I'm like I know this is weird. That's just yeah. what I like. That's I don't know what else to say. Yeah, and yeah. I think there's it's so rare. I don't know if it's so rare, but I think it's it can be very hard, especially with social media, to feel an authentic moment with a person. Oh, completely. You know, and completely. so and, and you don't have to be you have to play. Yeah, and you don't have to be tuned. Like you, your gut knows when you're having an authentic conversation, right? And your gut knows when you're not, right? And I feel you like know. my gut knows. It's like, oh, no, this isn't real. No, we're just we're, we're performing, right? And you get that one person. Like I, my my friend's friend joined us uh, to see the show last night, and like talking to her, it was like two minutes in. It was like, oh, you're real. Oh, I like you. Yeah. Oh, I, let's talk about everything. And it was just like an intuitive understanding, right? Of like, oh, we got we got a human on our hands here, you know. <laughs> so so long as you're human. Uh, you know, I'm a robot. Yeah. I killed comedy. Yeah. Must destroy comedy. <laughs> That's what it is. Um, I do love when he first meets JC at the club too. Yeah. When they're two stepping and I thought that was adorable. Oh, and then yeah. he says, you're very handsome. Don't leave without saying goodbye. And yeah. I was just like, you're in drag right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then you see what, what Alyssa does for Justin. Look how not awkward she right. is. Look how smooth she is. Right. And I, mean, I love when they're dancing. She's like, watch the hair, watch the wig. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, I, I really, in, I love knowing that Justin is a little awkward because then when I see him as Alyssa, it's like, oh, you're just, now you're flowing. Now you've like, you've harnessed something. Yeah. You and, know? and I guess that's the other highlight that I love about this series. It was kind of off and on, but a lot of the time when we saw Alyssa in the confessionals, she was commenting on Justin's life. Yeah, and at first it seemed like, I don't think they know what to do with Alyssa. Right. And then it was the, there was this kind of thesis of like, Alyssa is like, is like the best version of yourself. Yeah, the higher self. And I thought that was like, oh, well, now we're yeah. getting, now we got RuPaul's an executive producer. That's right. Your drag version <laughs> is your higher self. Like, now I want seasons two, three in a movie. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. and a diaper because I'm losing it. You oh know, I'm yeah. living. Right. Um, and so, yeah. No, it, it was. Uh, there's a lot of posing. It's a lot of very Alyssa. But mm-hmm. when she was commenting on Justin, it was like, okay, this is this is a great little way to use her. Yeah, I, I appreciate. I didn't it. think I liked it at first, and I was like, oh no, 
Oh, that's kind of a fun new idea. It's and cute. and what a what a flip from Drag Race where he's in drag in the confessional yeah. versus being. I mean, obviously we see him out of drag, but like that. That being the commentary on the out of drag experience, you know what I mean. Versus right. drag races, out of drag on commenting on the in drag. Experience. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, so that was cool. That was fun. Um, I also loved all of the floor shows. Oh, all of those little yes, all of those little productions. Yeah, the bowling that's alley. All that, yeah, the bowling alley was the best one. Yeah, voguing down the Geronimo. lane. Oh yeah, yes, it's that's, a great it's song. It's a great song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Geronimo. I just yeah. like. It, she references Game of Thrones. I'm like, okay, work. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, um, yeah, I. Uh, I enjoyed that. I there was, and I didn't see all of them. Obviously, you, uh, there's man. I feel like a woman, which was also fabulous. Oh yeah, that was really fun. Um, you didn't see the one at the last episode, and I won't mm-hmm. tell you what it is because yeah. it's really good. All right. Um, and you saw Tongue Pops. I think so. Uh, Tongue Pops yes, is yes, at it, her the, song. Uh, yeah, it's her mm-hmm. song, uh, which I thought she did for, but that was if I dream the one with the grandma. With grandma, yeah. But mm-hmm. the one after that is at Marty's live, and mm-hmm. that's uh, when she does uh, the one I just said. Uh, uh, the um, tongue pops. pops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that one I think I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget which the one was at. Ho- oh, Wrecking Ball, I love too. Oh yeah, no, I enjoyed. She's taking the- off the makeup. Yeah. Oh, I loved Wrecking Ball. Yeah. I thought I loved. There was some good. There was some good acting there. There's some good, you know, moments. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, and it was it was just after the scene I think with Tabitha or Tiffany, mm-hmm. and it was about breaking the chain, mm-hmm. and you're thinking about what the lyrics mean, and you're like. Oh, I oh yeah! Wow, I, I I really shook this place up. Yeah, well, you know, after I saw that, then I went and I watched the Wrecking Ball lip sync from All Stars Three. Oh, fabulous! And I was just like, it's still good. It's still good. I between there's still it's it's the, the juxtaposition of Kennedy and spinning dancing. and Trixie pulling her uh, hair out. I gotta tell you that Trixie pulling her hair out that move. It was I, a and move. it's not just because she was on the podcast and might be listening as a Mary. I fucking love that. That yeah. is my no, kind of track. Great move. It was a great move. But then, very nuanced, very small. Yeah, and yeah. it was that again. It was that whole thing of like you look like a clown and you're giving me human. That's right. Like Pagliacci. Yeah, and I just like ugh. Yeah. I uh, watching it again. I was like, okay, I get right. it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Kennedy. I mean, there's Kernity, that one Kernity. where she like flips I, yeah, forward. She, she does that thing. Oh, yeah. And the, oh god. <laughs> well, and Kennedy's my favorite Kennedy lip sync. Um, and I can't wait to do season seven because mm-hmm. Kennedy and Trixie are both on it. Yeah, I know, uh, it's right? It's amazing. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, my favorite lip sync is Green Light by Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, that lip sync and that song, I mean, it was just so good. Didn't she take her wig off at yes. one point? Oh, yeah. That one, because it was just like she wasn't dancing. Right. And so she was wasn't dancing. That reminder of like, oh, no, this bitch can lip sync. She lip-sync. is fabulous. Yeah. She lip syncs in season seven, Mary. It is so good. Yeah. What are the Kernity lip syncs in season seven? There's obviously there's Roar against Katya, which is I've watched it so many times and the two of them are remarkable. I get why she won, but Katya really does hold her own in that. Oh, good. She's I mean, when they I haven't watched that one. Oh, yet. God. It, ugh, I mean, I, I was so sad, but, you know, <laughs> so Kennedy did. I was going to cancel against oh, Jasmine Masters. Yeah, that one's Kylie okay. Minogue. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, that one, it's not It's not my favorite of the ones. You don't want Jasmine Masters to go home. Well, yeah, it's Jamie um, Masters. Yeah. yeah, it's Jasmine Masters. Um, and yeah, and then the only other one she did was. Was it Roar? Roar. And then the top, the top four one? Yeah. yeah, the top four one, Born Naked, right? And then in All Stars 3, she obviously she did Green Light. Um, was there another one that she did? Other I think one? so. Um, all Stars three. Um, so there was okay. So there was the finale. Which mm-hmm. what was the song? Wrecking Ball. Uh, Wrecking Ball. Yeah, right? yeah. 
Johnny Wrecking Ball. Wrecking Ball. Um, so, oh, Kennedy did Green Light, um, and that was it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's all I remember. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. She's for great. Yeah, you know, and to go back to season seven and like, like it's almost like watching Kennedy. Oh. <laughs> Watching Kernity. Watching Kernity. Because I'm watching Fame. I'm watching Miss Fame. Oh my God, Miss Fame. That's when my eye is on. You know, I and I started watching season seven. I'm also watching Pearl. Oh, and yes. I'm like, okay, did I give Pearl a bad edit mm-hmm. because she got a bad edit? Right, right. And it's very interesting. I also don't know. Actually, after watching season seven, I don't know how much I believe all of her Hey Queen interview either. Okay. Um, that I don't think that was the impetus for her to act a certain way. Because mm-hmm. you do see glimpses of her just being this, like, you know, little goose yeah. on TV. Um, but yeah, you have Tempest Du Jour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My age. How old am I? Really? Yeah. Um, you have Jasmine Masters. Can you tell me when Dusty's done? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell me when Dusty's off the stage. You have Jasmine Masters. You have Miss, Mrs. Kasha Davis. You have Candy Ho. In the motherfucking house. I mean, yeah. Candy Ho is. Fabulous, yeah. On this season, well, blink and you'll miss her. But you know right. what I mean? Like it's that weird thing of like, she really doesn't have much screen. There's one episode she has one talking head for three seconds. Right. I think that's it. Yeah. But the lip syncs are great. Of course. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. You have Max, who I know you used to love. I did, and I don't. I don't. You dislike won't like. Me. I don't know if you'll. Yeah. The accent gets on. That's me. my biggest. Put it's like girl. I I would love to be like what and the prudishness. Yeah, I'm like, girl. Right. It's it was like it's very it's self producing in a way that's just like not like at least Laganja stuck to her her shtick. You know right. what I mean? Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Jaden Dior Fierce, who mm. is a sweet little goose so in the Talking sweet. Heads. Oh, she's so she's sweet. really good Talking Heads. Mm-hmm. I like Jaden. And yeah. then Miss Fame. Okay, we're just getting to the good ones, man. Yeah, I'm not even. I haven't even all begun. Of them, all of them. Trixie Mattel. Oh, I know her. Katya. I know her. On the same season. I know. I yeah. Katya's brilliant. Are we on the same show? Oh, seriously. Yes. And then you have Kennedy, who you know, top four, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And then Violet Chachki, who is very interesting to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I think once you kind of like. You like let go of like, oh, she's a little, you know, she's she's not as warm as I want her to be. It's like, yeah, but she's incredible. So, and then Ginger Minge, mm-hmm. who does well. She does. She does. I mean, the, does those, really those well. performance yes. challenges. The... She is a really, really good performer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Pearl, who I think is fascinating to watch because mm-hmm. you're like, okay, you can paint and you can walk down a runway and you know how to dress. How else are you going to figure the social thing out? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, that moment with RuPaul is iconic. Mm-hmm. Do I have something on my face? Yeah. I mean, it is brilliant. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to go. I've, I haven't really started, you know, deeply, deeply diving in. But um, yeah, I, I'm like, it's so weird. It's like season seven, the season that everyone's like, oh, whatever. I'm like, actually, I don't know if I've ever been this excited. Right. Like, right. There, there's because even six season six is great, but there's not the as many. That's right. Iconic queens. Yes. You know, in terms of the ones we talk about, right. it just, right. it's just different, you know? Right. And, you know, I think it might come down to challenges, but also uh, in terms of Pearl, there are times when you're like, oh, somebody told you to, like, to be on TV. Mm-hmm. And so she did, and she did it. And, you know, it, it's funny to see the the difference with Pearl. Yeah. Anyway, I'm very excited to start season seven Me next too. week. Me too. Um, did you hear that, Mary's? We're starting season seven next it's week. It's all happening. I don't care what any rumors are saying. We're just going to start it. Mm-hmm. And if we need to stop, 
Well, stop. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Nobody's going to be like, why did you stop season seven to right. do All Stars 4? It's yeah. like, you know what, Mary? We're going to stop season seven to do All Stars 4 if we need to. Yeah, and we'll just get to snatch game when we do yeah, yeah. i mean uh, yeah it, i think i think if we have to get interrupted by a new season of drag race i think we'll all people we'll, will not care yeah we'll all we'll all be fine with that right um <laughs> i think we can all agree right yeah yeah you and i both know. yeah that if we had to stop season seven the least enjoyed season of the series other than maybe all stars one to talk about a new season you'll, get, you'll, you'll be okay with it and so, thank you for your understanding. Yes, and Trixie Mattel, if you are listening, uh, which I'm sure you're not because you're in rehearsals for True Beverly Hills. Um, well, you know, when you're putting your makeup True on, Beverly Hills. it's nice to put on a little podcast. That's right. A little beady beady podcast. But Trixie, if you are listening, we are starting season seven and we cannot wait. Uh, and if you have any thoughts, feel free mm-hmm. to share them. Um, Love your hair. Hope you win. <laughs> she will win. Yeah. She did win. Yeah, well, guess what? She already done had hers. Yes. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, um, and yeah, and I do hope um, we connected with Miss Mrs. Kasha Davis, yeah. at Dragkin. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we can get her on the line. I would love that yeah. for a little conversation mm-hmm. um, because it would just be. I mean, she's the adult in the room. Yeah, like yeah, that's, epically the I'm, adult in the room. I'm excited also to see that, like the because there is that whole thing in season seven of like the bitter old lady brigade, but it's a version of adults in the room. But I think yeah, Kasha Davis is the uh, she she's is the adult, uh, the adult, and yeah. I really like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're going to see that. I mean, mm-hmm. even in Untucked. I mean, it's so good. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that when season seven aired, I never watched Untucked. Oh, that's because that's it, it was happening on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so well, it's all new to me. Yeah. Well, yeah, I actually, I think there's some good Untucked moments. Yeah, there's some fun, like, Katya playing in the parking lot moments. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, uh, I just watched the first five episodes, so mm-hmm. I'm not at Snatch Game yet. Yeah. And I might stop so I can, like, watch things fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm really excited for season seven. And I know that we kind of organically moved into a conversation about season seven from Prancing Queens. Or Dancing Queens, <laughs> for that matter. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> see that girl. Sorry. Um, I feel like Max right now. Yeah, you too. Yeah, it was like... <laughs> Oh my god, I love that song. Uh, anyway, Marys, uh, that's Prancing Queens. Do you have any highlights? I don't think you shared any. Uh, I mean, uh, certainly Athena was a highlight. Oh I god. attached to her right away. Uh, I just, I love Francis Conroy. Uh, Francis Conroy. I love a little <laughs> Ruth Fisher. You know, doing a little free form. I love it. I love it. Feel your oats, Ruth. Uh, feeling six feet deep. You know. Uh, <laughs> and I um. Other highlights. I mean, the, <laughs> sorry. The dinner with the, the dinner with the sisters. I really enjoyed. Um, you know, to bring it to a dark place. But then there's like you know the the, the former addict sisters he had dinner with. Um, and one of them had a stroke and had a car accident. That you was know. so fucked up. I know. He's like Tabitha. She hit a pole. It yeah. Was, she was on the phone. I know. With her sister. That and, was so sad and scary. Yeah. And they were roommates. <laughs> <laughs> She's like my new favorite refrain. Yeah, they, no, were they were roommates. They were roommates. <laughs> um, uh, the other highlights. I mean, yes, you know, the grandmother, I think um, I just enjoyed that just for the new narrative. Right. And I loved any glimpse of Justin's mother. I just I, I feel this sense of like I can I can sense how special she was and how important she was. And like the loss of like of her passing away, like all of that felt very real to me. Mm. Not that it wouldn't be, but I just I just felt like I understood maybe from some of my own experiences and just kind of feeling like the impression I got was like, oh, she was just your ultimate ally, you know, as well as your uncle and your grandmother. And I, 
I always love stories of mothers embracing their gay sons. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. You know? Fathers too, but I, yes. Father, oh, fathers, of course. But I, I think um, I'm so happy that he had such a supportive mother who wasn't just like understanding while he performed in his bedroom, but was like, come on out here. Let's dance together. Right, right. In Mesquite, Texas. Yeah. I just think what a great mom. Let's paint the house pink. Yeah. A, a religious th- family. Yeah. 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 I, I'm so happy we got some new narratives. Yeah. Um, oh, completely. You know, and that it's it's in a very very small way, um, challenging our paradigm about Texas, mm-hmm. about Alabama, about yeah. it. It is about people. Well, those paradigms aren't going to get sh- like shifted or changed no. in a big way. No. Uh, one small. large gesture doesn't is never going to be effective. Right. Like it's little things like this where yes. it's like just it's it's one more piece. It's one more thing, and we see this with gay media all the time. We see where we've gone. From you know Will Will and Grace even before that, but let's just start with Will and Grace in the late '90s, and we see where we've evolved to now. We mm-hmm. see Ellen DeGeneres coming out on her show, Degenerate. and then yeah, I know, right? Um, well, you know, just so long as she doesn't do it in front of me, you know. <laughs> and then the show gets canceled, and it's this whole thing. And now there are gay characters on shows where you don't even talk about it. It's boring, right? It's boring. It's boring. And so I think like this stuff evolves if you just keep putting out new stories. Totally. You know. Yeah, it has to be new. Yeah. Uh, most definitely. I mean, that's also why I really appreciate um, "I Love You, America" with Sarah Silverman. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. because she is having conversations with people that don't agree with her. Yeah. Which is unlike most shows. Yeah. And most people I don't think exactly. are willing to have conversations. Right. You know, and, and myself included sometimes. Like I get you Well, get, I know that about you. Yeah, yeah. I get really frustrated and it's like and I get unforgiving where it's just like, nope, I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna try to decipher that language. Yeah. You know, like what you're saying is just Gobbledygook. I mean, quick little story. I was in Barcelona this summer, and I was on a wine and um, tapas tour, as you do. As one does, um, yeah. And uh, it was brilliant. I had the best cava ever and the best tapas ever. But, um, of course. Um, but uh, one of the people on the tour, uh, he was, I think he was from New Jersey or somewhere. And Gross. He, him and his wife were there, and he... You know, we were all getting along. Everybody's having a good time. And then we got drunker and drunker and drunker. And mm-hmm. finally, we went to this like after hours bar, you know, like much later. Um, and he was drunk and I was drunk and we we're all having a good time. And he just kind of stopped me. He's just like, hey, you know, I, I think that you're really cool, man. I'm like, thanks, man. Yeah, I yeah. think you're really great, too. He's like, you know, I didn't really think so about gay people. And, you know, and he just kind of went into this like, I just. You know, I didn't really think that at all. And I don't know if I still really understand it or if I agree with it. And I think it's a little weird still, but I think you're really great. And, you know, I just, you know, I wanted to thank you for, mm-hmm. you know, just being cool. So he has one more example, or at least one example of a gay person he had a positive experience and a positive emotional response to. Yeah. That's valuable. Yeah. And then we went into why he voted for Trump. And it was like, I need to get out of this conversation now because yeah. the wound is still hot Mm -hmm. but i heard what he had to say he heard what i had to say and for him it was a lot more about economics and and i heard what he had to say and he heard what i had to say and then we hugged and we said goodbye yeah then you sucked his deck no Um, (laughs) no um, well yeah no i mean i think uh that sometimes that's the most you can ask for i think it's like exactly you might not it's a starting point. You have yeah. to be able to talk to people. Yeah, yeah, and it it's tough. I mean, I've I've even had you know because my parents obviously we we've had some political differences in the past year or so, and it's tough. You know, it's be it to me. I I do feel like it's created a small rift that wasn't there before. Right, and um, I 
I have tried to broach conversations and the response that I've gotten has felt very defensive of their choice um, and of their point of view. And it was like, well, I guess I'm defensive too. And to me, it just, I feel like I'm being logical. You feel like you're being logical. And I finally was like, you know what? We're not going to agree on this topic. We're not going to keep talking about it. We're going to move on. Um, We're never going to come together on this. So let's just not address it. Like, what you know what I mean? Like, what are we gonna do? Keep fighting about it? Like, my mother, I'm I'm stubborn because my mother is stubborn. That's where I got it from. And my stepdad is stubborn. Oh, you're stubborn, Colin. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm not gonna change. Um, change. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I I am, I am a total mule. And uh, so, like, Mag. I know. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I like the high ones. So I know what I'm getting into. You know. Um, I get it, Mary. But that doesn't mean I'm not still tempted to poke the bear. You know. I won't tell the vixen. Yeah, right? Too vague. Uh, love it. Um, well, with that, Marys, maybe we can wrap up. Uh, so, Marys, if you have any thoughts on season seven, on Dancing Queens, mm-hmm. on Justice for Athena, um, you can reach out to us on Twitter at All Right Mary, or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com, or you can email us at uh, allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. And of course, if you want, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, I can't say that I post all the time, but uh, it'd be great to connect with you. Um, so you can uh, find me there on at Johnny also. Uh, and you can find more of me on my podcast in the details, a celebration of nuance all this month. I am continuing to do spooky things. Um, I just did uh, an episode about when the call is coming from inside the house mm-hmm. and the upcoming episode or the one that might be out as you're listening to this is my deep dive into my favorite horror movie, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, uh, finally. Uh, finally. Um, and of course you can find more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and more of both of us at patreon.com back slash all right mary where you know if you're already a matron you can get a bonus episode every single week uh we just did elvira mistress of the dark yes and we are about to do we have it's not it's not the grand finale because we're putting that out on halloween i think we're gonna do the witch oh the vivitch i think we were gonna do the witch we were gonna gonna swap that in yeah we were gonna swap the vivitch in because it's new it was either that or Oh yeah, no. I think we. I th- I would rather do the yes. the witch. The Vivovich is like mm-hmm. we kind of did real... that. Like, what's the tea thing when they talk about who did plastic <laughs> surgery? Who got plastic surgery? Uh, Sharon <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Hillary Swank, but don't say it in the mic. <laughs> oh yeah, so we're gonna do the Vivovich. Yeah, um, and then we have a, a very special. Um, episode uh, that we are releasing for all Marys yeah, on Hallow's Eve. So you better have that focus so you can get that pocus, Mary. That's all okay. I got to say. Mary. Okay, well, I put a spell on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm a witch, not your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I do have an idea for a last chance lip sync because I think it's worth doing. Okay. Um, and it is Tongue Pops by Alice Edwards. Oh, okay. Well, I, I would tongue pop in this moment, but I've already, I've already done a poor job of spoken words, so I I won't continue. He's still holding on to that, man. I'm stubborn. <laughs> receipts? <laughs> Show me the receipts. Oh, God. I mean, I'm sure you could do better. Well, I, I wasn't... I have like... to set a high standard for you, Colin, yeah. because then you're never going to break the chain. Oh, thanks, Mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You're such a better dancer than Aitley. <laughs> this is ridiculous. 
All those names. I should, <laughs> Atlee. Atlee. Yeah. Atlee and Keenly and Casey. Leah. Oh, I mean. Spelled L-E-I-G-H-A. They all sound like diabetes medications. Oh, it's just like, it's, what? I don't know. Some of them are pretty beautiful. I mean, I love Kiana. I love that name. That's a cute. Willow. Well, no, I Mary. mean, I know that one's, but you know. Some JJ? Of, some of them are a little <laughs> JJ. Yeah. Um. Oh, I forgot my JJ pill. Yeah. <laughs> Tylenol, Advil, acetaphen, acetaminophen. Get in the van. We got to go to dance practice. Where's ibuprofen? Oh, oh God. Anyway, um, I'm going to go look at the trophies that I put in my mom's bedroom. Um, but yeah. otherwise, Mary. Sounds creepy. <laughs> Here is Tongue Pops by Alyssa Edwards, and we will see you next week for season seven. Hong Kong. Gives out the gifts, but he stepped aside to let me handle this. I got a new must have, it's a bomb.